in a world filled with tabletop roleplay games. I'm going to hand her a big, juicy onion. It's good for health. Bounce, 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 bounce. You won't have cat for dinner. Pride, get up. We're moving. And now the fire has an initiative. Power Word Crit is an actual play RPG podcast with plenty of puns, pigeon bears, and plucky personalities. We are a podcast focused on having fun, crisp audio, clean content, and trying out all sorts of systems, including 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, Monster of the Week, and many more to come. Check us out and be involved in our adventures. Whether you're looking for a high fantasy romp or a paranormal investigation, we've got you covered. Find Power Word Crit at powerwordcrit.com, YouTube, or all major podcast platforms. You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Welcome, Tomies, to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am not your DM, but to my left I have... DM Dave. Henley. Budro. Lila Garatha. Roscoe. And Fenrir. <laughs> Thanks, Fenrir, for that introduction. <laughs> we will turn the time over to Roscoe, who has our recap. All right, so there was a lot of talking. Um, we met Natlin, who is part of the bandits down in front of the door that is holding the miners. And we're getting ready to interrogate the archer, and she's going to potentially help us save everybody in the cave, including... The person that we came here to stop, who was about to be betrayed by the person that replaced Natlin. It's kind of a hot mess, but we'll get hot. it figured out. Hot mess. Hot. The hottest of messes. Hot blooded. <laughs> Check in and Somebody's see. Somebody's butt is about to get hot. Let's just say this that. This knife is about 100 degrees. <laughs> Okay, so we will start off in the interrogation room. There is a ca- there's a torch lit by the door and the torch that Natlin has in her hand. Roscoe, are you still standing by the archer? So I will have moved back behind Natlin. Okay. Um, unsure of what's happening, but... At this point, trying to keep to my word of not interfering. However, I do think I'm going to quietly pull out my glaive in condensed sword form. Okay. And kind of just keep it at the ready in case I need to intervene. Because although this guy, you know, is a bad guy, I'm still not. 100% on board with, you know, senseless pain and torture and murder and stuff. Okay. Perfect. So Natlin, still holding the knife over the torch. Her dagger just slowly tossing it back and forth, flipping it end over, you know, one side of the blade to the other side of the blade. And she walks behind the archer. And you see her just quietly still doing it. And she takes her blade and looks and she sets it kind of right on the back of this back of the chair and close to the back of his neck and you can see him kind of wince a little bit and you see she still has the torch so you can see a little smoke coming off the uh, the chair and she picks it back up and puts it back over the flames and just and leans back to, leans into him kind of over him on his shoulder where she put that dagger and she's like we need some infor- we need some information about this cloth des cloth des that you serve and we can do this in multiple ways but we will get our answers so and she puts that blade a little closer you know, takes it off the flames and puts it a little closer to to his neck, and you can kind of see him pull away a bit. She's like, so how this is going to go? 
is you're going to play nice. And you're going to give me the information that I want. Or we're going to have you're going to get some new marks. So my first question and she walks around to his front and she's kind of in your line of sight between him and her. Yes. Can I roll for like a perception to see if I think that she would actually go that far or if this is more of just kind of an intimidation if I can kind of get a read on that. Roll an insight check. Insight. That is an 11. Okay. You probably have no doubt that she's being serious, that she would inflict harm in this. The way she's doing things, the way there's no hesitation to any of her actions. You'd be able to tell that pretty easy. Would, would I be able to tell if it's she intends to inflict harm regardless or just if she's not getting answers? I think with that role, it's uncertain. But there is that in your mind that it's very possible. The way she's acting, the way she's holding herself and her threatening demeanor. So she stands before him still with that torch and her dagger going over the flames. And she asks, So, tell me, how long have you been working with this cloth des? <clears throat> I've been working with him for about five years now. Good. Good. And, uh... Who is this Cloth Des? What, what is his kind of goals in life? Why is he here? Well, he came down here because he was hired. I, I don't know who hired him, but I know it's a man or woman. I believe it's a code name of Iron Will. Iron Will. And who does this Iron Will work for? I I don't know. I that is all the information I know about that. And she gets that takes the blade off and gets it like super close to his cheek. And she's like, "Are you sure?" And he like pulls away. He's like, "I am I I am certain." That, I, I promise, that's all I know about that. I don't know who this Iron Will is. I just know that we work with this person a lot. And she takes that dagger away from his cheek, puts it back over the flame, and she starts walking around him again. And she gets kind of behind him, and she goes, so what is his goals? What drives him? And he's, he's like, well, money, fame, you know, just, just like the rest of us, we just want our cut. And she, you see her nod her head as she continues walking around. And this whole time she's flame over, dagger over the flame, getting the blade closer to him as she asks questions. All those kind of intimidating things. And why is he here? Is he here on behalf of this iron will? And you you can tell that he's like, he's thinking for a second. And you see Natlin kind of look at him, pull the dagger off. She's standing in front of him. And she kind of just takes the dagger off the flame. And you see his eyes get big. He's like, I am not 100% sure. There is claim that he's here for Iron Will, but, but what? He has not been the same, same what? <clears throat> About six months ago, 
we had a job up in the half pine woods up near that halfling place up there I I don't I don't remember what it's called Mapleshire yes yes that's that's the place we went up there for a job and we got separated we got attacked by some beast monster thing up there I've never seen anything like it before but we got separated and when we went back to camp to to wait for everybody to get back he came back but then he was with this sorcerer guy who is this sorcerer guy I, I don't know he doesn't show his face I'm assuming it's a man. He's always can't, always has a hood on. But his eyes, you can see his eyes glowing from underneath there. And this guy with the eyes, he's here. We're, we're assuming that he's the one that brought us here. And claims that it was Iron Will's deal to come here. To stab Marlow in the back and then take the en- Enterprise from them. So what is the interest of this Enterprise? From my understanding, it's Marlow's originally, Marlow's father... Which was stolen by Mendrick, and Marlo wants it back. Why would your employer want that Enterprise? I I don't know. I'm just here to make a make make some gold, make some silver. That's all I'm here for. I don't question my orders. Yes, you don't question your orders. Good. But I'm sure you are curious. So I'm going to ask you again. Who is this? Or why is this company so important? I, I do not know. I just know, according to this crazy eyes guy, and according to, to Cloth, he's... It's, it's important. I don't know why. Whether it's money, maybe it's maybe it's trying to take over competition. I, I don't know. Hmm. Let's get back to this uh, eyes guy. What is his purpose? You called him a sorcerer earlier. Is he magical? Does he possess magic? Yes. He does possess magic, and he's going back up to the Maple sh- Mapleshire. He like looks at you in the woods up there. When Cloth Des came into the woods, came out of the woods with this eyes guy. He also came with those two scarecrows, and I believe those scarecrows are this sorcerers. Do you know anything about these scarecrows? I I know they're just not to be messed with. I've seen what they could do. Oh, and what can they do? Enlighten me. Well, I know one of them fancies the the ice magic. And I know the other one fancies the, the flames. And I, and I know that they have some wards on them that make them very difficult to, to damage. Normal weapons would not work against them. And them being scarecrows, you would think that flames would be important against them, but they seem to shrug it off. And that when the victim that they have is close to death, they seem to suck the life out 
of the of, of the victim. Interesting. And do you know of any weaknesses? No, I I I don't. That's that's all I know about about the scarecrows. And she gets that blade really close to his cheek again, and gives him kind of a. And she's behind him with the cheek, with that blade against the cheek. Since she's behind him, and I've been kind of standing at the back of the room watching, can I like to just, I guess, roll to see if I feel like he's saying everything that he knows or if he's intentionally holding something up or giving enough to be passable? Yeah, go ahead and roll me a insight check. It's an eight. You have no reason to believe he's not giving you all the information, especially with the blade there, <laughs> you know. And he's like, yes, that's, that's all I know. She takes the blade away, still bringing it over the torch and stuff. And she looks up over at you. Do you have any questions for our friend here? I do. And she gestures towards and she walks back to kind of where you were standing, but she's still with that blade just staring him down. So I'm going to put my my weapon away and walk up, you know, I'll try to not look super intimidating and be like, first thing I'm going to ask is I'm going to look at him and be like, have you heard or seen or even heard rumors of anything that can help us with these scarecrows I have the information that I gave you is all the information I have or gave her can you do you have any other information regarding what's happening up near Mapleshire and in that forest up there. The, the one thing that I know is that there's strange monsters up there. Some that I haven't even seen before. The creature that we ran into seemed like an overgrown vulture. Massive vulture that probably stood about 10 feet tall, but it also was as strange as it sounds, it was scaly as well, almost that of a dragonborn. Interesting. Did you see any other creatures up there? We didn't go in much deeper than that. Once we ran into that thing, we didn't bother continuing on. But this creature was nothing that we've ever seen before. It wasn't animalistic at all. It was almost demonic. It had runes carved into its skin. We lost a lot of good men that day. Did you manage to kill the beast? No. Did you recognize any of the runes? I I know nothing of the this rune stuff. Do you remember what any of them looked like where you could redraw the shapes for me? I, I don't. Is there anything else you can tell us in regards to Cloth, Dez, and the people that he's got up there with him that can help us? He kind of like looks over to Natlin, and you see Natlin, like as you glance back and see Natlin, you can see that she's pulled her knife away from the flame, and I was like just almost getting ready to stand up, and he's like, I I know that one of our main purposes up at up at Mapleshire, up in the Half Pine Woods, is that Cloth Des is looking for someone. 
He's looking for somebody, and if we are able to find him, that we could possibly take him back to Dengal, and and Cloth Des could possibly receive a pardon. Who is he looking for? He's looking for the son of the king, King Pilate. And if he can return him, he's hoping that he could get some kind of pardon so he could get the church off his back. Do you know what he he did to be kicked out of his order? I know he stole a lot from his order and that he has kind of taken some of the top troops because in Dengal most of the leaders of the army are paladins right and he took some of them and they went raiding and pillaging and stole some artifacts from the church as well and do you know if he still has all of his paladin capabilities I'm not one to test it but I have seen them use it so I'm guessing he still has it all and do you know how many people are up there up where with with cloth des right now I know he he has him there's about 10 of them there And then I'll just look back at Natlin and turn back over to her. And she nods and she just walks out the door, is what she does. She seems satisfied with the information she has. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna, now that she's walked out the door, I'm gonna turn back to him. I'm going to look him square in the eyeballs because we're probably about eye level with him sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, thank you for your cooperation. And I have every intention of letting you walk out of here when we're done with everything. If there's anything else you can tell me now with her not in the room, because I know she scares you, now would be the time because we're going up against a lot and any information you have I would appreciate he takes a deep breath and he's like I know Cloth Des is not the same from when he left the woods up there his ambitions have changed his desires have changed He's more interested in finding magical artifacts than doing work for this iron will. I don't think he is Cloth Des. Like he's been possessed or like it's not him and someone is dressing up as him? We've had a few people question that and they are no longer with us. So I, my theory is, is he's the same, but I know Benny questioned it. Benny knows him the best, knew him the best. And he was pretty positive that it wasn't Cloth Des, but he wasn't gonna question it because you don't question Cloth Des. I'm gonna pat him on the head, (laughs) sit tight. And if we make it out of this alive, so will you. <laughs> okay. And walk out there. Be like, I'll send some cheese. <laughs> Boudreaux, you need some cheese. <laughs> Any special requests for a design of cheese? <laughs> okay. You see Natlin and Roscoe come out. The group of you. What is it? If you guys wanted to do something in between, they were investigating. You may, or we can go to this point. Okay. Natlin and Roscoe walk in. What do you guys want to do? I suppose we wait for them to talk to us. How far ahead? I mean, obviously she was ahead of me. Could I have caught up to her Yeah. prior to going back? She kind of waited by the door. She didn't hear what you said, but she was waiting by the door. 
maybe like 10 feet from the door because she realized she didn't follow. And so she turned around to see what was going on. So on our way up before we get back. Okay. I just would like to, I want to have a short conversation with her kind of about the information that we received. And mostly I want to talk to her about how, what she thinks about this cloth as not being cloth as. Okay. So, so as we're walking, I'll look at her and be like, what, what do you make of this information? And especially with this cloth as not being, or rumor has it, he's not actually cloth as. Well, if he's, if he's not this cloth des, then I think you guys have a chance. Because according to the rumors, cloth des is very powerful. And being a paladin makes him that much more powerful. Ugh, yeah. So if he's not this cloth des, then he probably doesn't have his paladin powers. So I don't think you have anything to worry about there. My concern is that sorcerer that's with them right because they can range from mere people that perform in pubs and taverns to very dangerous necromancers and he said that that ne- that sorcerer was up there with cloth des right yes you suppose if we took out the sorcerer, it would deactivate or stop the scarecrows from operating. Because didn't he say he got the scarecrows from the sorcerer? From what I understand, he said that he got the, the scarecrows came with the sorcerer. So whether the sorcerer created them or not, I don't know. But most things with the sorcerers and magic people that I've dealt with... Normally you take them out, and all their magical effects go with them. And their stuff ends. Depending on what spell they cast on you, of course. Right. Yeah. That's the hard part. How are you feeling still about this whole fight? We'll do our part. You guys take care of Marlo. To keep myself and my crew, because we have had to deal with Cloth Dez, my employer has, and I don't want to break of any of that. That's why I'm going to take care of the scarecrows for you. You save Marlo. You keep him safe. We won't have any issues. You said your deal was with Cloth Des, right? Marlo's deal with Cloth Des. I don't necessarily have a deal, but by proxy I do because Marlo is my employer. But if this guy isn't Cloth Des. Technically, you don't have a deal with that guy up there. If he isn't Cloth Des, then you'd be right. Just something to think about. I'm not going to risk it. I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, and we'll just kind of small talk and discuss stuff as we go back. Okay. And she'll go. So we still have that deal then. And I don't think we have another choice. She nods. <laughs> it's like, I can't take all of them on. You've seen my team in there. They're a great team, but we can't take on two scarecrows, a fake paladin, a sorcerer, and whoever else is up there. I'm offended. <laughs> Me too. I didn't say you guys weren't great. I just, <laughs> so we, I don't know that we could take on Two scarecrows, a fake paladin, a sorcerer, and whatever else is up there. Me and my alligator hood can take on anything. (laughs) Is Kundes going to come down and fight by our side? Uh, He always does. What's wrong with you, man? (laughs) He's got to collect the souls. It's true. He doesn't collect them. them. They're reincarnated. He's got to recycle them. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, then I will be off. I will gather my, I'll go back to my crew. We'll rest for the night, and we'll be on our way in the morning. Okay. And I think we'll do the same, and so hopefully if we time it right, we can both reach our targets about the same time. How long do you think it'll take you to get through this back way? Fenrir mentioned something about that. 
Uh, yes. Um, so I'm going to pull out my magic map card. Of course okay. you would. And ask Google how long Google Maps, how long it'll take <laughs> to get there. Welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard mid-show break. I'm your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Gnome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solemn will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solemn's column. Then he will review your review. It's great fun! Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. You can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our song. You can also commission to feed the cast, or write a letter to Dear Boudreaux. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post-show, DM Dave's Deep Dives, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I dot com forward slash tomes of the chaos bard. And help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. Ask Google how long Google Maps, how long it'll take to get there. <laughs> it says it'll take you about four days. What? The back way? The back way. Hmm. Thought we were a lot closer than that. What okay. about the other way? Yeah, what about the other way? The front way, mm-hmm. going through the scarecrows? Yeah. It'll take two. Remember, Juna gave you seven days to do that. You've already traveled three days. Right. There. And your map said you could get there in okay. those seven days. Right, right, right. Uh, according to this uh, fancy piece of magicry, it'll take us three to four more days. Then I'll be waiting. Okay. So at first light on the third day, look to the east. And what am I supposed to see? I don't know. Look in the cave and see if you can hear us making noise. <laughs> <laughs> she just shakes her head and she walks away. The group sees Natlin just walk past the opening to where you guys are and continues on down the hall. And here comes Roscoe around the corner. Giggling a little bit. <laughs> so we'll walk in. I'll walk in. Okay. Um, and I'll, you know, huddle up and say, Boudreaux, you're going to need to drop some food off with the archer friend. He's hanging out in the room up up the hall. And he's going to stay there until we're done. He's going to need some food. Why don't we just log him in a pantry? We could do that. <laughs> There's no doors to the pantry. <laughs> That's what? why we don't do that. There's, There's no only doors. a door to the barracks. And oh. it's not a very good door either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, and then I will proceed to relay the information, starting with first and foremost, cloth des might not actually be cloth des, but a cloth des in disguise. A lot of people around here have been saying that he's not the same. He's been acting different. His priorities have shifted. And anyone who's really questioned him and his integrity and whether or not, you know, hey, are you actually cloth des have gone disappearing? And gone poof. Um, there's a sorcerer up there with them. Oh, no. Sorcerer brought the scarecrows, though. So I'm wondering if we could take out the sorcerer fast enough that might disable the scarecrows, and then Natlin might sneak in from that direction. You see, you see Boudreaux setting up a pot and wanting to light a fire. Cool. Go for it, Bujo. Okay, cool. Make us some soup. Oh, no. He wasn't asking. That's what he's doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I am concerned about my hometown, though. And I think whether or not we all go, I am going that direction after this is taken care of. There is something happening up there that does not make any sense. Um... Would you say there's a mystery afoot? Yes. There's a <laughs> riddle that needs to be solved in the dark. So Gorbin, the archer, said that about six months ago they had gone up to Mapleshire for a job in the Half Pine Woods 
and they got separated and Clothes came out and he was different and the sorcerer came out of the woods with him and had the scarecrows and something about running into a 10-foot vulture-looking dragon-born rune-inscribed creature. Hmm. So. That sounds terrifying. It absolutely does, and Mapleshire was not built to defend itself. So when we wrap up here, if you guys come with me, great. If not, I'm going home because I can't let whatever. You going home? I can't let a 10-foot vulture-looking dragon-born room-inscribed creature terrorize my town. But but what about my family? Where are we going to go up We're that way anyways? going that direction anyways. So, I mean, like... Our horses are in Mapleshire. Donkeys in Mapleshire. Wow. But, Janky... I think the plan is to at least meet up with them or get information from them in the route between A and B. We're just we're going to meet them in High Ridge, which is on the way to Mapleshire. Well, that's good. That's good. So then second question, do I boil the peanuts or do I not? Hmm? Yes, boil them. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> At this point, Fenrir would like to go talk to Gorbin. Was there anything else, Roscoe? Nah, sorcerer has crazy eyes. Did they say if um, Cloth Des was working for anyone, or is he a solo act? Um, so he's been kind of working for this guy named Iron Will. Henley's face goes white. Hmm. <laughs> Do you know Iron Will? Question mark. No. Mm-mm. Can I roll on that? <laughs> <laughs> With how white she went? I don't, I don't think you need to roll. I would have, if you guys want to, because I, I don't necessarily like the player versus player thing, but if you guys are okay with this, I'll have Henley roll at disadvantage for deception. Henley doesn't know. You do recognize the name, though. Yeah, but they didn't it's ask in that. Your, it's in your father's <laughs> yes. journal. Yes, I know that. <clears throat> so in other words, you're not really covering. Right? She's not lying. She doesn't know who he is, but she does know who he works for. No, I mean, he doesn't need to roll, because you can tell. Yeah. She's not lying. Okay, but I, it's that, obvious that you're hiding something. That, that and that's what Roscoe something. is. Yeah. That name triggered yes. something. Yes, and so that's what Roscoe is trying to get to. Can I like be handing Fenny some food that's not cheese to take in with him if he's going to go talk to the archer and be like, doesn't need to be constipated while he's sitting Henley, down. what's wrong with your face? <laughs> you could have caught him, seeing him wander off. Mm-hmm. I don't know how sneaky you're being. I want to be fairly sneaky. Okay. What? Just Medium sneaky. Whatever, <laughs> I don't care. But if you want to, I mean, you can say that you've seen me, like, it's fine. And I'll, take, like, I'll, I'll take like, the food. Yeah, sneak in some apples or something that's not cheese. Like, yeah, I'll Do take him some apples, apples and cheese, give him a ration or two, <laughs> and then head in there. Although, yeah. I, I wasn't going to stop you. Just, like, take this with you. Okay. He'll, yeah, he'll I take think it. if Roscoe just looks at Henley, she'll probably elaborate. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm looking pretty intensely because I'm like, I don't know who Iron Will is, but I do know who Iron Will works for. Who does he work for? (laughs) 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 If I tell you, your life will be at risk. My life is already at risk. I mean, like dangerously at risk more than yeah no if these guys are involved with whatever is happening up around mapleshire i need to know i don't they're everywhere they're the shadow legion i hesitate to tell you because they're very dangerous so what if you tell just me 
and we step off to the corner. <sighs> but if Cloth Dez is working for this guy, and this other guy is working for these guys, and they work with Iron Hill, who works for someone else, and all this crap is happening up around my hometown. They killed my father. And you kind of stop and be like, <laughs> because he was finding out information. Then shouldn't we continue to find out the information? I am. Then let us help you. <laughs> no. Because we're all part of the same team. We're all part of the same family. I don't want you all to get hurt. We're going to get hurt one way or another. And if we're with you and you're finding out this information and we're not prepared for it, then we can't be there to help you fight it off. I don't want this to be like the fort all over again. It won't be. It will we're be. all on the same page. We're all on the same team. <laughs> Henley, how are we all supposed to be on the same team if you don't even trust your team? I trust you. No, if you really trusted us. I you don't want them already. I don't want you all to get hurt. We're all, we're gonna die anyways. What's the matter? Going the likelihood of us actually getting sorcerer. out of here, likelihood of us actually getting out of here is very slim. Let's be honest. I almost died back there. What's it? One more person to take to a grave. I I understand your hesitation. I do. But I need you to look at it from my side of things, where my family is potentially endangered with whatever is going on. And if these guys are involved and you have information that I can use to help and you withhold that from me and my family gets hurt because of it, what am I supposed to do? Okay. I'll give you a cup of peach meat if it helps. No. <laughs> you still have some? I have a brewer's kit, yo. I can make some. You see uh, Poudre with a, a mortar and pestle now, and he's uh, crunching up the, the peanuts. I, I want you Make to, it to peanut butter. He's like, Whoa. To trust us to be able to help you in this situation, because it's larger than just you now. And it's affecting more than just you. And as good as you are, and you're awesome, and you're great... I don't think you can take this on alone. Henley nods. We're your, we're your family now. And we need to act like a family and trust each other. Okay. Yeah, just like these peanuts, we got to get out of the shell. <laughs> <laughs> As you're crunching them. <laughs> well, they're soft now. I boiled them. <laughs> you just crushed She's those making peanuts. peanut butters. Now he's, he's, he's spooning it into a bag now. <laughs> Why are you spooning it into a bag? For later. <laughs> Butter to go, yo. <laughs> okay. Um, Iron Will works for an organization called The Hidden Hand. And... They are a group of people. There used to be seven of them. There's only five now. Um, but they do deals in slavery, blackmail. Um, they've done forced servitude in mines, housing, construction, farming. They're a huge, as far as I understand, underground network that do black hand dealings all over Keleth. And they're very good at hiding what they do. A lot of them are what I've come to understand are merchants, wealthy, nobles. The list could go on and on. Henley, if you knew this, and you know some of our connections, why didn't you just ask us for help to begin with? I mean, there's two of us up in here, and both of our families are in the know with the nobles. Not that we necessarily have to, like, I don't know, get families involved, but they have connections that could have helped you along the way. Because 
no one knows that I know that they thought my dad's journal with all this information was destroyed, but it wasn't. My dad gave it to me before he died, before he was killed by one of the hidden hand. It kind of fits the puzzle a little bit here though, because Cloth Dez was sent here to kill Marlowe and take control of the mines in the town. Well, just the business, I thought. Well, right, the business, but the business involves the mine in the town. I do know for sure that one of them is very interested in the mines. In my dad's notes, he believed that the Asher mines down south were operated by a hidden hand member. So that's why they want to take the mines. You're not in here, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said you were. Yeah, you were. Well, as soon He's as like, you... I'm missing juicy stuff. Well, so here's what I picture Fenrir doing. Okay. Yeah, like, please explain. Because last I, thing I, I'm taking like, the food as like I hear the iron will as I'm walking out the door, and then all of a sudden, like I hear Henley like kind of hear the fear in your voice about the iron will, mm-hmm. and then at that store, I just kind of stop at the front. And just start listening. Because you remember, slowly kind of creep back. Because you remember that conversation came up with Natlin and Oscar down yonder. So this is the second time you've heard about this iron will. Right. Yes. And so hearing that again, it was like, oh, wait, I need to stop what I'm doing. Okay, that's fine. Now you hear a bag of rice being poured into some water. (laughs) Okay, anyways, back to Fenrir's A question. bag of rice, huh? <laughs> A whole bag. Oh. The Hidden Hand wants Mendrick's company so they can continue to grow and operate in the shadows. Most likely, right? yeah. It's another front. Yes. You, Roscoe, might know. Do you remember Dale? Yeah. He was a member of the Hidden Hand. Gasp. Do you say Gasp. I do. <laughs> <laughs> he, his uh, code name was the Stockman. I know he's dead. The previous adventurers in the town killed him, and I also know that the Collector is dead. Do you have an actual name for the Collector? Valum. And her name, like, that name is a little bit bitter on her tongue. Something hinky's afoot, guys. <laughs> Dave's over there giving us the evil grin. All right. Well, uh, whatever I'm, I'm this is. Things are coming together. Like, that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited. Puzzles are coming together. Hey, my, my food's coming together, too. Your food's coming together. <laughs> <sighs> Guys, as exciting as this is, I'm exhausted. Yes, it is very late. We need a full rest for our next four days. Now you see Boudreaux <laughs> chopping up some ham. <laughs> <laughs> Boudreaux, where are you getting this from? We're the in a pantry. pantry. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a full pig in here. Where are you getting that from? It's jerky. You recon? Okay. Well, I'm sorry. It's jerky. <laughs> <laughs> it's jerky. <clears throat> it's jerky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I thought so I'd just be a lot more tired than I thought I was. I thought I just had a real high pitch voice there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to you know, walk up to Henley. Okay. Tippy toe. Reach the sky, put a hand on her shoulder. Because <laughs> you're, how tall are you? She's 5'10. Okay, yeah, so that's about right. I'll be like, She looks like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we got you, okay? We're all involved in this mess now, anyways, even if we didn't want to be. So let's stay on the same page and we'll figure this out. And we can finish help finish what your dad started because it's all all intertwined with what we're doing now. Anyways. Boudreau takes his thumb and sticks something in your mouth. Well, that that did good? It's kind of spicy. <laughs> it's kind of spicy. Oh, sorry. You're going to doing it down. Yeah. <laughs> and then Boudreau rolls his eyes. <laughs> and then it goes, oh, it's really hot. <laughs> 
Water, water, water. <laughs> I'm just going to throw a roll at you, like a hard roll. He, gives you, he, he sticks a, a cup of into the rice water and just yeah. like, <laughs> hot water. Oh, that's hot. Huh? <laughs> She'll go into the pantry and grab like so a like hard hot roll. Temperature, hot spicy. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, anime, you know, like, flames coming out of the mouth, running around. And I just think of Clue, flames <laughs> on the side of my head. Flames, Have you ever seen Clue? Flames, flames, <laughs> Oh, can I come over and taste it? Yeah. I'm like, he'll, he'll actually give you a spoon. Henley will, like, oh. pull out her water skin and just <laughs> <laughs> dump it. It tastes good. Is there anything else that you guys would like to discuss this I evening? I would like to Hold go on. to sleep. Okay, sleeping. So Henley is just, I think she's almost in a, an anxiety moment okay. where like she wants to like go walk out in the fresh air, but she knows she probably shouldn't, you know, she's just kind of antsy. Would it help if I pressed a digitated a breeze on your face? And, uh, I don't know. Like she's just <laughs> walking around like before you know she was relaxed trying to go to sleep she's really tired and now she's just walking around the room just trying to relax but like nervously playing with her hands just trying to calm down but not doing a very good job at this point i think we also have food which is like ham and rice and other veggie peanut butter and kind of like a, a randomly peanut butter no 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 he just well, has a bag butter of peanut butter now he made earlier. <laughs> he just has a bag of peanut butter. <laughs> as long as that's okay Boudreaux is really fast at making food is, is what she's what she's saying in a matter of 10 minutes she's made peanut butter or he's made peanut butter some rice yes and some well he just had to keep the water from the peanuts yeah, yeah. cook the rice in there peanut flavored rice yeah yeah, yeah. Fender, did you, after this, did you want to add more to the conversation? I, no, he's not going to add to this conversation, but after he knows this conversation's died down, then he'll go try and talk to Gorbin. Okay. We'll head over to you then. Everybody else is settling down for the night. Yay? Trying to. Trying to. Um, yeah, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to, like, settle down, but I'm going to post up by the door. Okay. Just to kind of. Um, I do think Henley will be like, I'm going to go outside for a minute. It's not that far. I'm not going to run away. I just need some fresh air. I don't know. A bug might come and snatch you and on. <laughs> Can we let that go already? Oh, but for real, can we just let that die? We did. <laughs> no, she died. We didn't let... No. Uh, <laughs> DM Dave's eyes say, nope, we can't. <laughs> it will live on in infamy. Forever! Okay, so Fen Henley, you're going to take a, just a... She's just going to go sit outside the cave. Henley, go sit outside the cave, okay? Okay, I think that's where... Well, in that, Fenrir, you're going in with Gorbin. Yeah, so as I walk in... I kind of look at him and make sure he's still tied up. Or not tied up. <laughs> roll. Or if roll. he's even there. So you walk in, he's still there. But unless you walk to the back side of him, you won't know if... Okay, I'm going to because I want to know if he's still... Okay. You do walk back there, and as you like check the ropes... You notice that they are loosened. Okay. But as he comes, as you come in, like you know, he stiffens up and everything. But you notice that his ropes are definitely a lot looser. His wrists okay. are probably raw too from the yeah. rope. At this point, I'm going to tie his feet together. Okay. <laughs> together or to the chair. To the chair. Tie his feet to the chair. Not very, like, hard, but I just want to kind of talk to him and be like, look, what are the chances that you help us? I'm not turning. I've, I've already exposed myself too much. Once I, your, your leader guy said all the, all the information that I've delivered, 
he'd let me walk out of here. What if I let you go right now? What would you do? I would get the heck out of here. There's no way I'm going back to Cloth Des group. I've given up too much information. But how would he know you've given it up? How else would you guys find out? He would know. He would eventually find out that all his guys here are dead except me. How long do you think we have before he finds that out? Really depends if you can trust that... That... Natlin. Do you trust her? No. You don't get into positions like hers by being honest and pretty. So what would you do if you were in our shoes? I'd walk away. Do you think we stand any chance? I don't. Even with what you've seen us do with these... (laughs) Most of these guys that you defeated, they were hired men. They weren't even part of Cloth Dez's original group. There was probably only about four of us that are from Cloth Dez's group. And if you guys struggled against us, where half of them were just peasants off a street, do you really think you're going to handle the main force of Cloth Dez? What if we have the deed to the Mendrix company? He kind of tilts his head. Then why are you here? Do you think we stand a chance if we have the deed? That's all they're waiting for. And then they leave? That I don't know. I haven't been filled in 100% of the plan. I just know that we're here for the deed. Is Marlo going to die after we give the deed? After they get the deed? Is Mendrick and Marlo dead? And he kind of hesitates for a minute. They'll be dead. Are they already dead? I don't know. Like I told your friends that were here talking to me just recently. They got scarecrows over there. They got a sorcerer over there. You guys don't have a chance. Can I if roll? you guys really want a chance, then probably that deed is your best shot. That's if you even have it. As far as I know, Mendrick's wife has, hasn't even showed up yet. But we'd probably find out eventually. Because I heard that the Hollow has gotten a new, some new rations delivered to him. I don't know how true it is, because they said it got delivered by goblins. But if she is here, we'll find out. Cloth Dez may even know already. I want to be chaotic evil right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Zeb wants to do. I mean, I that wreath did would. mess with you for a while. I don't so. know, because you're kind of a loose cannon, you know? You kind of just do you. Which personality are you using? <laughs> oh, man. It's Fen It's Fenger. There's a new one. <laughs> Can I roll a perception check to make sure I see, to, to like understand if he's telling the truth? Okay, yeah. Let's roll let's me an inside check. Ten. Ten? You have, the way he's speaking, you have no reason to doubt him. Plus, this isn't the only time you've been told that the guys that were up here were just kind of minor league people. So with everything that he's saying, he's telling you, you don't have a chance. Maybe with the deed, but he's like, I don't think you have the deed. But if the deed is here, Cloth's Dez probably probably already knows about it. Well, like, this is this is what is, this is like his thought process trying to get in Defender's head this whole time coming up mm-hmm. is like, He got knocked out, and so he was super nervous, right? Okay. And so he's been kind of acting a little out of character. He's been really nervous, really frightened, like kind of fearful. And then he goes down. You guys send him down there, right? He goes down. Nobody sent him down there. You sent yourself down there. Well, right. So (laughs) I went down there, but it was still like you have these big groups of guys, like big groups of guys. He's being this bard, like he's more or less fearful he's tired he's 
I mean, we haven't slept in a long time. We've been journeying. You almost died. Right, I almost died. And so then, like, he comes back, and he hears this story about Iron Will that, you know, he's heard that name before. And, like, as he's telling, as Gorbin is telling him that he, that they are going to fail and there's no hope, he just snapped. Oh, that's fair. Right? He's it's just stress. like, no, stress. you're wrong. We're not going to fail. And here's why. And he starts, he lets out a scream and he starts hitting Gorbin. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm guessing this is a loud scream, right? Yes. This is like, okay. And he just starts, he just starts welling on him. Okay. I'm sure you knock him off the, knock him down. He's still tied up to the chair and he's falls to the side and you're just wailing on him and he's screaming as well. And that would. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be up and everybody would hear this on my way as fast as my little hobbit feet. Sorry. (laughs) Halfling feet will carry me. Yeah, me too. Okay. Is everybody heading there then? Henley's dashing. Because you were at the entrance. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll look at my rice and ham and then look to everybody running and then I'll look back and I'll hesitate a little bit and then I'll take my silver spoon and run down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Lila Garatha, you walk into this room and you just see Fenrir just wailing on this archer. Um, I'm going to try and tackle Fenny. Okay. I'll give you advantage on this uh, grapple. Lila, are you doing the same thing? Or you... Oh, yeah. Okay. Just a strength roll? I'll say since both of you are going after him, it's a pretty much automatic success. If it was just one, probably not, but two of you, I'm going to say you guys tackle Fenrir. You guys get him off off of... Well, uh, both of them combined, I'm sure, is stronger than Fenrir. Correct. That's why I'm yeah. just like, there's no need to roll if both of them are going to try and keep. Plus, he's not expecting him to come. So they kind of catch him off guard. Right. All that is why I'm not having them roll. Fenrir, you have your two friends on top of you. Are you going to try and get out, or what's going on? When do we see? Will you let me know when she comes in? Yeah. Okay. I mean, at this point, as he sees the familiar faces, and he kind of, like, realizes what he's doing, he, he'll he just stop. Want it to be known that as you look at my face, it is not an angry face but a very concerned, worried face for my friend. Boudreaux, you're entering, and you see those those two on top of Fenrir. Fenny, what is wrong? What is going on? What in the swamp? Boudreaux, check the archer, please. Okay, check him. Medicine? Medicine check. Henley, you walk in, you're running in, and you see Boudreaux over by the archer. The archer is not looking good at all. Lila Garatha are on top of Fenrir. What's going on? That's a great question. What Hen- is going on? Henley, help Boudreaux with the archer real quick, please. You tell oh, us, Fenny. Oh, wa- okay. We walked in and you were on top of him. Thirteen. Your hands and knuckles hurt, by the way, Fenrir. They're probably bruised. Okay. Some yes. skin broken. is broken off. As yeah. he looks down at his hands, he sees that they're broken and he's like, wait, what? What did I do? You were beating the crap out of this guy. I mean... We literally the, just pulled you off of him. The... The last thing I remember, he was... He was he was just telling us that... That we weren't going to succeed. That the guys up there are just... With the... Uh, with the sorcerer and... And... And, and Clothes and... 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 Everything and... Ugh. Okay, Boudreaux, what'd you get? 13 medicine check. He's knocked out. He's still alive, but he's unconscious. But he looks very bad. Okay, I, I look up at him and I go, He's okay. He hurt, but he's okay. He just kind of looks concerned at Fenrir and looks at his hands too. Let's have Fenny up. notices him. Yeah. I thought we'd let Fenny up, like sit him up. Yeah, so I'll let him up, but I'm going to not pull it out, but have my hand on one of my daggers. 
Okay. Just for a minute until I know the Fenrir is not going to jump me either. (laughs) (laughs) That's real. Hanley, noticing that Boudreaux has this handled and that he's okay, Hanley comes up behind Fenrir and just gives you, like, a hug. Just squeezes you because she knows exactly how that feels. I think at this point he's kind of just, like, in shock, and so he's just... He's just going to, like, accept it. Doesn't really notice. Well, he notices it, and he just, like, lets her, like, lets her hug him and yeah. just kind of stands, like, it's lays there. <laughs> Sit. Well, I think or am I sitting up? up? Yeah. Imagine you're sitting, sitting on your, on the ground. So I'm sitting on the ground, and I just, I feel, like, the hug come around me, and I just still continue sitting there. Group hug on Fenrir. Yeah, I just want to be sitting next to him. I think that'll be a good time to wrap this episode up. Uh, Wow. (laughs) That's an interesting twist. Didn't see that coming. (laughs) Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. A big shout out to D.A. Nichols for writing our songs and music. She wrote our theme song, and she also has written a TTRPG called Shields of Power. You can find that on drivethroughrpg.com. It's a TTRPG that she wrote herself, so if you're looking for a new system to try out, go try Shields of Power. Also, shout out to, big thanks as well, to Monument Studios, freesound.org, Realmwalker, and Tabletop Audio for the additional sounds and music. I am DM Dave, and to the right, I have Fenrir, Roscoe, Lila Garatha, Boudreau, and Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye. Stock is an S-T-O-C-K or S-T-A-L-K? S-T-O-C-K. Okay. I just want to make sure if it was inventory or creeping. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Inventory>. Okay. <laughs>